Welcome to Bearded Clansmen of the Vale, where two bearded guys talk about Game of Thrones, the card game. Welcome back, everybody, to the Bearded Clansmen of the Vale podcast. It's me, Kyle, son of Kyle. And this is the uh, Shaggy Dome. Shaggy Dome. I like that name because, like, Shaggy Dog wasn't a clansman, but Shaggy Dom is a clansman. And I can't tell if the dog was named after you or you were named after the dog. I'm the dog. <laughs> dude, that dude, uh, that dude. We saw him at the Renaissance Fair a bunch of times, and it was really funny. But yeah, anyway, really? we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about <laughs> uh, each of our top five favorite cards from the Dance of Shadows cycle that just ended. Um, we're gonna just dive right into it because we're gonna talk about ten cards today and possibly some runner-ups. Uh, and Dom is gonna go first with his top five, and I, these are in no particular order. So, you know, the f- first one we start with isn't one or five. It's just these are the top five. Boom. All right. So, guys, I am going to name my uh, top five cards that I liked out of the cycle. Um, I'm going ahead. I'm going to go ahead and read the card to you and let you know which pack it's from, just in case if you guys want to go back and look at those cards. So, my first one I put as a Targaryen card um, is his Dar. Uh, he is a, a non-loyal, six-cost, four-strength character with entry power icons. He is a king, and his action is discard one card from your hand to reduce the cost of the next card you marshal, ambush, or bring out of shadows this phase by three. Limit once per phase. Um, I think this card is really powerful because, you know, it's, you know, three economy. You know, it's... Uh, um, like your your king's road and stuff like that and so it just helps you along with that um getting that extra push if you have cards in shadow or if you want to ambush a card um and targaryen is known for discarding cards so he goes really well with that theme um next card i had was a queen's guard oh let me back up yeah yeah let's talk about a little bit let's talk about his a little bit a little bit yeah so his dar um just so you guys know he's from the march on winterfell pack and um, I'm not sure what you wanted to t- else to talk about. Well, just more about like that, like the card itself, like that whole discard a card from your hand to do something is, is like, like kind of a cool mechanic that was introduced in this cycle. That mm-hmm. um, usually, like you know, discarding cards from your hand is something target does normally, but mm-hmm. this cycle they got a lot of benefit from that, right? Like this, I feel like could pair really well with this Kahazadon. And yeah. so, like, you can get a bunch of extra econ for cards you don't, like, you don't need. And so, in a mm. lot of games, it's really nice to uh, be able to use every card in your hand for something, right? So, like, in Destiny, you can discard cards to reroll. In Conquest, you could use cards as shield cards. This game, sometimes cards don't have a use, and it sucks to have to draw something you can't use. These, This card and his his dar are cards, Skazadon and Hisdar, are cards that let you get so much more out of the cards in your deck that might normally be dead cards in a turn. Well, also, and that's that's true, um, but also, they also have cards that um, work really well with this, like Free Folk, um, or Second Sons, or, um, uh, I'm trying to pronounce her name, uh, Melisande. Yeah, Misandi. Misandi, uh, yeah, you discard her from your hand, you automatically Played put her free. into play. Yep. You know, free folk. You want a, a, a challenge by five or more strength. They come into play. Second sons. If you have flea bottom out, you just discard them to put them in for gold. 
Um, so you're saving there, plus you know you're reacting uh, Hisdar's effects. So yeah, I think it's it's power. It's pretty powerful in my opinion. So. Oh yeah, for sure. He's a king too, which is nice because you get protection from a lot of other stuff in that that came out in this cycle and the last cycle. Yeah, and it, and against that, like that plot king of the north. Um, I hate that thing, plot. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's a good it's a this is a really good card. Um, mm -hmm. I'm I was really happy when they put this card out. So, uh, the next card I had was actually another Targaryen card, and it's the attachment Queen's Guard, and that is from the Streets of King's Landing pack, and it is a three cost attachment. It goes on, uh, sorry, the text says non-lady character only, shadow two, so you're able to bring it out of shadows if you want. Uh, action, discard one card from your hand to stand attached character, limit three times per round. This card is insane, in my opinion. Um, you put this on a, you know, beefier guy, um, you know, wherever house you're, you know, either with Drogon, if you're playing Targaryen, or if you're sub-housing, you know, you can put it with, um, you know, like for Tyrell, King Renly, mm -hmm. uh, because this attachment is non-loyal, um, you know, so you can pretty much put it on anyone, like King Rob um, from Baratheon, I mean, there's just so many different characters you can put it on, and it just makes it insane, um, but my favorite um, combo is putting this with uh, King Renly, just because he has the insight, potentially double insight, if you draw into a loyal card, now you're feeding into the Queen's Guard itself. So yeah. you're not really losing cards in the end. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think this there's like that little there's like this little suite of discard cards that are non-loyal that can kind of fit into decks that might not necessarily be Targ Main House, and this card and his Dohar Lor Lorak were like the two right. Where mm -hmm. you can leverage that discard mechanic, you can get super powerful effects, and if you're playing the right other cards, you can get a lot of value from them. And standing mm -hmm. a character can be insane. Like, like get the right three renown in a turn, or you know, get like the three insight, like you're talking about. That's it's just really cool. And yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> another thing is it opens it up to like, you know, like kneeling. You know, with some of the Facebook groups I'm in with the Game of Thrones, you know. Some people talk about how kneeling in Baratheon is just really weak right now because, you know, the metas right now is like, you know, Stark and Targaryen, which they have multiple ways of standing characters. Mm -hmm. um, but also with this attachment, I mean, it opens it up. You can put, you know, um, like the plot uh, Withering Cold, skip the standing phase. You can still restand your, your main character and, and, you know, go to town um, with yep. him. So I think, I think it's a really powerful card. I was just thinking that too, like you can mitigate a lot of those stand or kneel control effects that happen and this mm -hmm. card lets you kind of work around those and so it just creates more decision points for your opponent to try to think around and that can cause more mistakes, so I agree. Exactly. Um, and it shadows so it doesn't telegraph, which is nice. Yeah, so if you wanted to put in the shadows, like maybe kind of keep it from being discarded from entry claim or, or if you need to, you know keep your hand down to meet reserve and you don't want to discard any of any other of your cards you can go ahead and put it in shadows and, and maybe get dominance yeah yeah potentially yeah um so yeah so the next card i had is a lannister location um that works well with the new um 
Shadows Agenda that came out. Um, it, it's called uh, Bowels of Castle Rock. It's a three cost location and its reaction is after a card you control comes out of shadows, either gain two gold or draw one card, limit once per phase. Uh, this card is loyal, uh, and so you know whoever else you're gonna have to banner with. Uh, let me re let me back up. The, your house that you, you're gonna put this card in is gonna be main Lannister. So yeah. Uh, so you know whenever you're uh, um, trying to build your decks, you know, make sure your shadow cards are non-loyal and your your banner uh, agendas. So. Um, this one is also from the March of Winterfell um, uh, pack, and uh, I think it's really good because you know if you have a card that's like you know a one or two shadow, you're either you know breaking even, or you're actually gaining a gold to to do it. Or if you need more card draw, it's just an easy way to get more cards in your hand. So mm -hmm. I really like it. I like it. Um, it was frustrating when. I was playing against it, so... Um. Yeah, yeah, and this this is effect is something that, like, a lot of other houses really like. I mean, you have cards in Targ that let you do this. You have cards in um, and, um, Tyrell that let you do this. You have cards in Greyjoy that let you do this, and it's never bad. But those cards tend to trigger off of less generic things than a card coming out of Shadows. So, like, unopposed challenges or something else, right? Intrigue challenges, what have you. This card has a lot of value because of the triggering conditions of the gaining cold or drawing card. It doesn't take to win a challenge. You get a control when it happens 100% of the time if you have the money to do it. Exactly. Uh... And then just like the last, uh, the, just like Hizda, this card basically could say, you know, if you have the right setup, cards in Shadows cost two less gold. So here, here's another um, thing I just thought of. Um, if you banner, um, uh, sorry, I'm having a hard time thinking. Uh, Martell, and you I just have, did that same thing with Tyrell. So I understand. <laughs> uh, if you if you uh, do Lannister sub um, Sun, and you have your Starfall Spy, which is also a non-loyal character, cost three, strength two, intrigue power. Um, Shadow 3, but the reaction, this is where it gets kind of fun. After you win a challenge in which they are participating, return it to Shadows to choose another card you control in Shadows and put it into play. Which is insane because you can bring out like Sir Robert Strong, who is a Shadows 5, bring him out for free as long as you win a challenge hmm. uh, with Starfall. And then you get to trigger his ability, kill a character... Uh, five costs or lower that's kneeling and either gain two gold or draw a card so yeah lots of value <laughs> there's there's some sneaky shenanigans you can do with shadows which I'm, I'm starting to like more and more so I'd also like to point out that this card was illustrated by an artist called dino drawing which is super cool so there you go huh. that's pretty cool yeah so just another reason <laughs> okay so um my next card is Wyman Manderley. Uh, he is a Stark character. And let me pull him up here. He, every, everybody knows Wyman. He's the best of the best. He has the most supportive yeah. Stark action in the game. Yeah, so, yeah, he is a loyal Stark character. Six cost, five strength, intrigue, power. Action, sacrifice a character. 
but his reaction is after one or more characters you control are sacrificed or killed, stand Wander or Wyman Manderly and draw one card. Limit three times per round. Insane. Yeah, yeah. He's already I mean, tough to take out. I mean, he's got five strength. And then you get to well, keep that, standing and drawing cards and sacrificing stuff. It's it's crazy. Well that and like and and it's like that, but then also like for example uh, I just keep going back to Flea Bottom just because it's such a great card. I know a lot of people are frustrated by it, and yes, it can be frustrating, but it's such a good card. You know, there's so many different combinations you can come out with with every house. And with this one is you can, you know, Flea Bottom a character in, and then you can sacrifice him to stand uh, Wyman, draw a card, um, and then that's not even including if you're pairing it up with Rob Stark, you know, the core set, Rob Stark, and then now all of a sudden you're you're standing all your characters, and it's just it's just insane. And I mean, I like it. You're getting multiple uses out of one character. I, I, yeah, I mean, he. And the other part is that this guy can actually challenge pretty effectively. So having a five exactly. strength intrigue icon that can stand itself. Yeah, is and not he's six bad. Costs, so it's, and he's six costs in a lord, mm-hmm. so. You know, he's good for either Noble Cause or Great Hall. You know, you're reducing by two uh-huh. with the Great Halls. I mean, it's just, it's a solid card. I really like it. And I don't know if I mentioned, but this is on the March on Winterfell pack. It's a strong pack so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, March on Winterfell is a strong pack. So, so if you don't have it, it is it is a pack you should get. Yeah, I guess that uh, might be our, like, you know, after my list we can talk about it, but it might be our, like, suggested pack to buy if you're only going to get one type of thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe. No official judgment yet, but... Yeah, my my uh, opinion on it is just get all of them, but... <laughs> yes, this is, this is a pretty decent pack. What, does Fantasy so. Fight pay you or something? No. <laughs> I wish. They should start paying me. Um... <laughs> Okay, so my last card is, of course, a Targaryen card. Because I know a lot of you guys probably listening are thinking, huh, Shaggy Dom doesn't have a dragon in his <laughs> top five list. I know I, know I, I was. was. <laughs> and I do. And it's Drogon, which is a loyal dragon, uh, six cost, six strength, military only, ambush six, no attachments. Reaction after you win a challenge in which Drogon is attacking, choose a character controlled by the losing opponent. Until the end of the phase, that character gets negative four strength and is killed if its strength is zero. So this card reads discard a card with his to out to ambush it for three. Yeah. <laughs> or or yeah, marshal it for three or yeah, yeah definitely. Um th- this is in the uh dance uh Daznax pit. pit. Yeah, sorry. I You're good. I can't, I can't talk tonight. So <laughs> It's more fun um, when you make up your own words because then people have to figure out what you're trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Um, this card is just, oh. If I had to pick a uh, you know, rate them one to five on this list, I would probably say this is probably a, a two just because Queensguard is good. Um, mm-hmm. It's... Man, anytime you can get a kill effect, you know, on top of your military claim, it's uh, it makes it a lot easier to take down those bigger guys. You know, if you have him give negative four strength, let's say you have a Jakaris, you know, 
uh, you know, you're taking a guy down with eight strength. I just think he's a really good card. Um, you know, you're giving, you know, any character negative four strength. You know, it's of course you're gonna, you know, put it on one of their lower strength characters so you can automatically get the kill. So then when they do fulfill military claim, it's gonna hurt them a lot more. Um, but also like the effect of ambushing him in, mm -hmm. um, just because it just comes out of nowhere and your opponent's just like, oh, what the heck it just happened. And so I really like him. So those are my top five. When you um, when you ambush, can you ambush a character that doesn't have a challenge icon of that type? Uh, what do you mean? Explain. Well, here, let me just read it. Okay. Okay, never mind. Yeah, ambushes during challenge phase. So never mind. I wasn't. Uh, I was playing. I've been playing too many diverse games because sometimes ambush means they're participating, and sometimes it doesn't in other games. No. But yes, that's not this game. Continue. No. I, the thing you were saying earlier that I liked was, um, Jacarius, and then because you're probably gonna win because of the Dracarius, if that character doesn't die, you can kill it with Drogon. You like <laughs> fire, and then more fire, and then you take out like a strength eight character, and. Well, yeah, or potentially nine strength. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have Daenerys. Yeah, so I think that that's cool, or especially yeah. with that one card that you can recycle that I can never remember the name of. The dragon is no slave, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, after you win with the dragon, you pay gold to put it back in your hand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one only you're only given two strength, negative two strength, and it has to be a character without an attachment. So hey, there is you some... still can get it to zero though. I know it definitely helps, but um, you know, if as long as they don't have the attachment. So um, either way, I every game I played and I've had him in my hand, I've never been disappointed. So um, and I've never had an opportunity where I was like, oh man, I didn't have enough gold to get him out. So mm -hmm. um, he he is a great card, you know. Just like I said with his dar, I mean, being able to ambush him out for three gold, I mean, that's less than the the hound. Mm -hmm. So. They, it's, a, it's a great card. The ambush cost being equal to the play, the martial cost is says like is pretty significant on this card. Yeah, which I was kind of surprised because most ambush cards like their ambush is higher than their printed cost. Mm -hmm. So um, it was kind of interesting that they did that, but you know I'll take it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Is there any runner-ups you wanted to talk about real quick before we move on? Oh man. Just uh, you pick one. You can pick one. Oh, I can't pick two? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'll have to say Regal. Um, he's the other dragon. Uh, the new dragon. Let me pull it up. And he's from the Music of Dragons pack. And he's Ambush 5, which is really good because he's cost 5 as well. Mm -hmm. Four strength, military intrigue, no attachments, reaction. After an opponent's character is killed by a card effect, stand Regal. Which is insane yep. if you have him with Drogon um, you know you're killing character you're restanding you can you know get multiple challenges with him also ambushable I think that's kind of a cool aspect of the uh, young adult dragons yeah exactly you know you could technically just like play trading with Potoshi and just hold on to your gold and make your opponent think you have nothing in hand did we get we didn't get uh, Serian did we no, not yet. No. Okay, okay. Um, no, that's one thing I was waiting on. All right, let's move on to my top five. Yes. That was the <laughs> daily double sound. All right, so my top five is done uh, 
in a way that is truly fitting of the way that I enjoy this game. Seemingly random and all because of flavor. But the Shadow <laughs> City is going to be my number, uh, my first one on this list of five. That's in no particular order. Uh, it's a it's a you it's a unique card. Um, it's House Martell. It's loyal. It's got the Dorn keyword. It costs three. It's got Shadow's cost of two. And it says reduce the cost to marshal uh, your cards into shadows by one. So you're marshaling cards into shadows for one, which is pretty sweet if you're playing that type of deck. And as a challenge action, you can kneel Shadowed City and discard one card from your shadows to draw two cards. And it's in the Shadowed City pack, which is, you know, aptly named. Um, so I, I think I really like this card just because the, the it has like it's like an all-in-one kind of shadows card. Like it it's just such it seems like such a good support card for shadows to me, where you get it can come out of shadows which is kind of cool it reduces the cost to put stuff into shadows which is something that not a lot of the other cards do they reduce the cost to come out but not to put in which is an interesting kind of twist on the whole shadow uh shadow cost reduction stuff and then being able to say ah you know this card isn't going to help me now i it's it's when a card's in shadows it's kind of locked there until you decide to use it and if you put one of those you know like events in there that can only be triggered for certain things or you have something in your shadows pile that is basically you know too expensive or something like that you can get a lot of value by playing a shadow city because you can draw two cards for the price of one right and yeah. that's cool to me that is a really cool yeah. thing to me to be able to draw two cards mid challenge phase because you could get something you really need maybe you stumble upon something you needed to ambush or especially in, in uh, Martell but I think it has a lot of cool things that can happen around it and it's just a pretty solid card to put into a Shadows deck. Yeah, definitely. Um, and especially goes well with that uh, new agenda. Yep. Um, the Assault of Shadows. Um, yeah, it, it, it's a good card. I really like it. And, um, you know, anytime you can decrease a cost um, to do something is always good, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But also being able to draw two cards if you nail it and discard a card from Shadows, you know. It's definitely a card you can, you know. It's a good card. I would definitely put it in a Martell deck if you're playing Shadows. That's potentially a lot of card advantage throughout the game. I mean, if you can draw two extra cards on your opponent every turn, um, you're seeing more of what you need to win. Yeah, and I think this card um, thrives more with the um, Shadow agenda because then you can just put whatever in Shadows for free, you know, then you can discard it if and then potentially flea, flea bottom it in. Mm hmm. You know, so it's a yeah. good card. Yeah. Um, so generally, just a good all-around shadows card. Uh, that's why I chose that one. Um, the next card I have is the Wall, the new Wall, and it's the night. It's a nice watch. Loyal. It's unique. It costs six instead of the four that the other one costs. It's got the North keyword. It says each character you control has the Night's Watch affiliation and loses all of their affiliations. That's pretty cool on its own because that allows a lot of things to happen in Night's Watch that are very good. Um, but as an action, you can kneel the wall to choose an opponent, and then put an eligible character in that of that player's choice from his or her discard pile in into play under your control. Uh, so that's really cool because that's one of the like weaker Night's Watch mechanics that has not weaker, but the one of the, one of the unplayed ones that people really want to build around but couldn't for a while. And this card can kind of facilitate that, especially if you um, can build around the idea of putting what your opponent doesn't want in the discard pile in the discard pile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, they have, they have um, cards, um, other cards that kind of support this mm -hmm. kind of theme. Like, um, they have a Night's Watch character that says, you know, discard character from, from your hand. Yeah, it's, no, not urine. Mm. Uh, it's like, um, 
the opponent has to discard a character from their hand, if not show their hand, showing no characters. Mm, okay. And then, then you can set, set it up for the wall, yeah. Yeah, or green sight. Green yep. sight's a good queen's crown for this. Queen's crown. Um, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised when I played this card. So, yeah, I'm glad you actually put it on the list. I, I just like that it gives uh, Night's Watch a, a different play style that's possibly effective, which is... And I'm always a fan of using your opponent's strategies to win. Like, like, like that kind of weird mimic mind mirror deck. Like where you're like, you were using this, so I'm gonna use this. But can you can you win the mirror match? Because I'm gonna play half of what you're playing, kind of thing. Yeah, and also they have other cards like I said, like guarding the realm, the new old bear. Watch has need, I think. The watch has need. So I mean, the um, there's definitely a thing for that. Oh and yeah. My, my concern was the cost, but after playing with it, um, you know, for a few games, I was like really kind of surprised and glad it's one of those cards you kind of want to see at the beginning oh uh-huh. you know? definitely so and it's yeah, in, i'm glad you have it on yeah list. And me too <laughs> and it's, it's in march and winterfell too which just goes to show that kind of, that pack's just kind of like showing out more and more and once again dino drawing did the art on this card so he's he's a location artist i guess we're learning so much about this guy today exactly and <laughs> this is a good pack because it has his dart as well so. yes it actually has it had his dart and it had uh one of the, the other cards you talked about, too. Oh, uh, Bowels of Castle Rock. Yep. Uh, all right, so my next card is also Drogon. Uh, Drogon is a pretty sweet character. I'm not going to spend too much time on Drogon since you picked him, but basically the reason I like Drogon uh, from In Dad's Next Pit is because I like the adult dragons, and Drogon is the better of the two adult dragons out currently, and I like having that kind of, like, Dracarious on a stick thing because, A, it's so thematic because he's the one doing it, and, B... Uh, it just plays into so much cool stuff you can do with like taking out really big characters you now and just frying them and killing them, and that can be really brutal for your opponent if played at the right time. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Yeah. So um, I like. It. Go ahead. No. no. Go ahead. No, I was just saying I like it. Yep. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on that since we already talked about it on yours, and uh, but it's it's probably it is. We both agree that Drogon is one of the better cards from this cycle. Uh, the next card I have, the last two cards I have are two events, and so um, I'm, a, I'm a fan of these two events for the things that they do in the games and how they kind of mess with the normal flow. Um, so the first one is actually In Daz Next Pit from the pack In Daz Next Pit. It's a Targaryen loyal card that has no cost and it's a Shadows card, so you can only play it from Shadows. It's one of those ones where you put it in for two and you play it for three, and it says interrupt. When the challenge phase ends, stand each character. Following this phase, there's an additional challenge phase, max one per round. And the main reason I like this card is because it's the first card that we have in Thrones that lets you do a second copy of a phase, right? Yeah. And yeah. that is, I don't know if that could happen for other phases, like maybe like go through two dominance phases and then like you can do some weird stuff there, like with like, you know, painted table. That might be a cool mechanic later, but this is kind of cool because if you're like, if you can set this turn up, you could probably win. Like it, it, it could be so cool. It could be like a really cool sweep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's just really good, and especially um, I think it thrives in those those decks that just um, you know kill. Military driven. Their their main objective is to clear the board, and uh, you know especially when you have like characters like Drogon already out, or Rhaegal, or you know Cal Drogo. 
Yeah, I mean, you could even go for, like, I mean, you could do with any challenge, too. Like, you get one of every, you basically says pay a bunch of money to do one of extra of every challenge, right? And so, I think there's some really cool stuff that could come out of this card, and it's just wonky and janky, and I love the idea of people trying to build around it, even if they're not. (laughs) (laughs) So. No, definitely, and and it's one of those that can come as a surprise, because, you know, with Shadows coming out more, it's it's a little bit easier um, or a little bit harder to realize, you know, when you see a Targaryen player putting in a card in Shadows, yeah, first thought is it's always uh, Aemon. Yep. Or um, Ar- Aegon or Aegon. Um, you know, the search for that card um, mm-hmm. for Doharis or whatever. Um, so with that, you know, I kind of, like I said, I like this card because it's a Shadow card and... You know, it definitely gives you more opportunities to gain more power and more claim. And this would be a really good um, card against with a two claim plot. Yeah, yeah, it would. And it's got our favorite dragon on it, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. All right, my final card was one card that I read, and I was like, man, I don't. I like at first I was like, this card is okay. Like, and then the more I read it, I was like, holy crap, this card has the potential to be just this super powerful card in certain situations and it's another one just like in Daznak's Pit um, it's from Daggers in the Dark it is a Stark card and it's a House Bolton card it is the Bastard's Letter and so mm-hmm. Shadow's 3 so again you're paying 5 to get it out and the ability says as a reaction after an opponent initiates a military challenge against you stand any number of char- characters you control with military icons and if you win you kill each attacking character I just think that that, in, <laughs> if your opponent's like swinging in on a military challenge to try to do something fancy, and you flip this card up, that they just—I mean—do they know what to do? What do you even do? Like, you just hope to God that you can win, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. you're gonna lose or some just... serious hitters. Yeah, I think uh, if you pull this card off, you you have to say. Uh, the Lannister sends their regards. <laughs> like, you have to. You have to. Yeah, it, it's if, just... If you can win it. <laughs> I just think that this card has the... I, I want to see... the. I think maybe why this card is one of my favorites out of here is a really stupid reason, but it's. I want to see someone play it and see someone's reaction to someone playing it. Oh, yeah. When I saw this card, when they spoiled it, I was like, oh, man. I mean, it's it's a good card. I just haven't had a chance to play it. Um, I just haven't been focusing on Stark right now, but yeah, I'll definitely uh, make a deck and then I'll play against you with it. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna play against you with it. <laughs> well, we'll see which bastard gets the letter out first. Then <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny, like the battle of the bastard letters, and it's yeah, just yeah. trying to see who can get the bastard letter off first. All right, we're a little over time, so I'm just gonna jump yeah, right yeah. into my final, uh, my final, like, uh, you know, honorable mention. Um, and the reason I chose this card as an honorable mention, I will explain in a second, but it is King's Landing. It's a it's a unique uh, neutral location that costs four, and it's got the King's Landing keyword. It says, once per marshalling phase, you may marshal a location from your discard pile if it was in your hand. And it says, as an action, a challenge action, you can kneel King's Landing and discard one location from your hand to draw a card. So it's got some really cool stuff going for it, and it fits perfectly in the one deck that I actually still want to play in a tournament, which is the No Characters deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, 
That's yeah. It's definitely that's a definitely good card for that kind of deck. And, and it just I, I like it because um we see Flea Bottom being such a powerful force, right? Mm-hmm. And there's actually things like you can leverage this with like like Sea Bitch or any kind of like you know. Casting uh, Gray. Yep. Um, there's there's all kinds of cards. stuff like that can be really good aside aside alongside this card, right? And I think I, yep. And I believe that this card is uh, Red Dorable. I think because Red Door is four cost or lower, right? Uh, no, it's three cost. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I guess that that's that's out the window. But anyway, it's from the Streets of King's Landing, so if you're kind of cheeky and you like weird stuff like that, this card was there, but it didn't make it in my top five. I mean, I think it's I think it's a good card, like you said. You know, um, I would say it's probably I wouldn't say, I don't know I, the four cost is a little high, but. You know, depending on which house you're playing, it's going to thrive a little bit more. You know, mm-hmm. like Martel with uh, Gaston Gray and, and uh, uh, well, the neutral locations, like, you know, like Kings, uh, Kings Road and anything that you can reuse, you know, to get their effect over and over and over is, is really good. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a deck you have to build around. So Yeah, and the, again, I don't even think I would put this in any other deck but that one deck because you can only discard a location if you draw the card. So, like, I mean, well, no deck like, is going to have that many. Well, it just depends. I mean, you can, <laughs> you can do, like, a character location deck and then, you know, not have attachments or events. I guess, but it just it it all just seems kind of like forced at that point. But the reason I specifically like this card is because somebody revamped that one deck with it, and I was like, oh <laughs> snap, I got a second version I can take somewhere and annoy <laughs> some people with. But that's the end of our podcast today. Um, thanks for listening to our top five each of the Dance of Shadow Cycle cards. Um, let us know what you guys think about what we said. If you disagree with us, yell at us. If you like what we said, give us you know the the utmost praise. Or better yet, give us your top five. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that is a better yeah. idea. You're right. We want to hear from you, so yeah. let us know. Let us know so then we can collaborate together to make the ultimate top five. <laughs> that sounds like a really cool-looking Excel sheet. Um, <laughs> but if you, if you like what we're doing, like, comment, subscribe. You know, Let us know what you do and don't like. And again, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Bearded Clansman of the Vale, a Game of Thrones LCG podcast. Come back next time where we talk more about a Game of Thrones the card game.